0: Listen to this podcast right now! Hey. Do you want to hear a
1: fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the
0: right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcast-trophy.
1: Oh hosted by me, yes. Dick.
0: Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's yes. your choice. Yes. Yeah. This is
1: a podcast-trophy. That sounds so awesome. The following, the following is journey, into journey into comics, it's a journey into comics, journey, comic. journey,
0: comic. journey into
1: comics, journey into comics network, 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 network. production, production.
0: For a nicer guy it couldn't happen. I'm the man of the hour, the man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard time. Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre?
1: History beckons, the Macho
2: Man. Yeah, the best there is. The best there was. Austin
1: 316 said I just whipped your ass. Two words for you. Two words. And you a man, the
2: champ is here. Do I have everybody's attention
0: now? Yeah. What's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of Journey into Wrestling Season 3 Episode 10 I'm your host Nate and today joining me back for the first time since Season 3 Episode 1 <gasps> of Journey into Wrestling From the same exact stage this is a little bit of deja vu Yes Welcome back John Tyler Christopher Thank you very much it's,
2: it's the exact same minus the BB-8 drinks copyright La- LaffyCon 2018 I think
0: that those were popping. <laughs> we were popping off with those drinks. You yeah, gave good. me one before the show. I drank it. And then like during the show, you brought us and Matt Wade another round. And I was like, "Whoa!"
2: Yeah. I,
0: uh, I believe the term is chewed. I got chewed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. You're a little bit tore up. <laughs> yes. You're having a good old time. I got, I got swerved. Okay. So what's been popping off in your world? Uh, man, making comic books. Okay. Like uh, what? If you can talk about it.
2: Uh, Still working on Star Wars. Uh, I just started my run on Old Man Quill, which is the new Guardians of the Galaxy book that takes place in the Old Man Logan universe, which is really exciting. Um, That's awesome. White-haired Peter Quill. Pretty cool. Okay. Um, Tubby tubby Drax. Oh, I'm sold. Gray-haired Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yeah. You got me. It's dope. Is Groot there? You like Rocket? Yeah. Yeah. is Groot there? Uh, Spoilers. No, no comment. Okay, on fair that point. One. Fair
0: point. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Her sister likes Groot. That's awesome. Uh, so I was going to ask you uh, with the Star Wars stuff. You just released, in my opinion, one of the coolest of your series, the Jabba.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Man, that is a wicked book. Thank you very much. That was uh, that was one I've been really looking forward to do for a long time because. We'd never done a wraparound and I was really kind of concerned if Lucasfilm was gonna be cool with doing breaking the mold of the traditional Kenner line by doing the wraparound, and man, they loved it, and it's one of those things we're looking forward to maybe doing some other characters like that. So
0: That's cool. Only uh, time will tell. You had weird issues with that book though, right? Didn't you have some like <laughs> drama that happened with the printing? Dude, so much drama. Okay. Um
2: so on the original run. Over half the books had staples running through the front of it.
0: Uh, they ran the staples through the front of it? Through the front
2: of the book, yeah. So we had like over half the books were just destroyed. Um, oh, no. So we had to get new ones printed up of that. Uh, there was some... It's it's weird, man, because like every once in a while when it rains, it pours. And this is the second time we've had a book that was just like Murphy's Law, man. Whatever could go wrong. But it's done. Everyone got their book. I think they came out well in the end, and uh, all's well in the cosmos.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, you want to grab the mic with the, gr- with the green cable, yes, sir? Sure. Joining us, another member of the Lost Podcast Brigade. <clears throat> yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, Cameron Cotterman. How's it going? Man, it's so great to be back up here with you. Dude, uh, long journey to get here. Uh, Back in July, we sat down with you guys, talked about a bunch of stuff. You got lucky. Your episode did not get deleted. My laptop was kind to you for some reason. Well, I'm really kind to laptops. So. It's 2.30 in the morning, and I'm doing some quick editing. I go to empty my recycle bin, and when I do, it takes my entire folder of Laficon with it and just removes it from my computer. Wow. Your was the only one that stayed. I was like, <sighs> oh. that's fate right there. You got jobbed. Oh, yes, I did. I was not very thrilled. Was Threw the-, the thing down to the rancor pit. It was bad. <laughs> wow. It was, I've never had a mental breakdown at three in the morning, but I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can imagine. It was, it was, it was, hard, it was hardcore, but we're here today and we can do whatever we want, talk about whatever we want. It's interesting to have the, uh, the apprentice and the master on at the same time,
1: <laughs> by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John, when, you know, uh, after my college years, we talked about this on my last podcast before it was lost, the lost tapes, the lost tapes, um, damn it. It was really a chance that john and i you know connected it uh his wife i think they had some sort of meeting in my father's office and he had artwork hanging (laughs) up in his office and she was like hey that's really good stuff does do you draw this and dad and dad was like no my son does and then you know a couple a couple weeks down the road we ended up meeting for coffee and the first thing john said to me was uh, look this is a business we're not here to draw our feelings this is a business. We're gonna get down to work, and I was like, "This is really cool. I can hop on this mentality." You know? Yeah, that's what I like about John. He's very to the point. He doesn't play around. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anything? Thanks. Nothing? No. He's <laughs> like, "Oh shit." Okay. So, um, I I do say that like it's cool to catch up with you guys. You have you said you had like ten covers that you're working on. That's insane. Are you still working on Hasbro stuff as well?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they, I I do. Pretty much all the Spider-Man stuff. Um, the last line I did was... I did some new... Spy- I've, well, I've done some Spider-Man stuff. The last stuff I've, I saw in stores was the Venom line that I did. I did the Marvel Legends Venom toys.
0: Sweet. Did you do anything for Into the Spider-Verse, can you say? Are you allowed to say? N- no, I didn't I didn't do any Legends stuff involving that. Okay. So. I didn't know if they were going to do a line like that. That was just me fishing for...
2: I, well, you know, because I, cause I it, we'd already done... You know, it's really exciting for me to see Into the Spider-Verse because I think that's, you know, going back to like ex- exposing comics to a broader audience. I'm really hoping that Into the Spider-Verse is going to introduce awesome characters like, what is she called? Ghost Spider now? Spider She's Spider-Gwen to me. Let's um, just keep it real. Yeah. Um, uh, Spider-Ham. Oh,
0: amazing. And he
2: was part of the Venom line. I got to draw Spider-Ham, which was like the raddest thing ever.
0: Yeah, I actually loved and read the End of the Spider-Verse series that Marvel put out several years ago. Like, read the whole thing, all the the crossovers and everything, and uh, to see that they were doing a movie, I was like, oh, this has big potential. I haven't read any spoilers yet, but I hope they bring, like, um, the Uncle Ben Spider-Man is the best, (laughs) because he's just like a tired old man that can't really do it, you know? He's trying so hard to be Spidey, but he's a little overweight and it's just like not quite there.
2: Yeah. I'm curious where, like where they're going to go with it. The, the rumors that I, everything that I've read and heard about it is that it's spectacular. Yeah. Um, it's the guys that did the
1: Lego movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean
0: that we're supposed to do solo. Yeah. yeah. Supposed to
1: Dude, I think the animation looks phenomenal on it. I mean, it's a great style. It's, it's kind of a mix between the comic line and like, you know, the typical 3d animated look, um, and uh, I, I just think it's, it's going to be a really good movie. Um, yeah, I know me and my fiancé are planning on and going seeing it soon. So. At some
0: point soon, yeah. yeah. That and uh, the Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah. Like, that looks really interesting to me because I feel like behind the scenes, there's a lot more going on than we know for them to have made that move. Well, it's called money. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, and it grossed almost like a million dollars in its first day. And it's re released, and it's a movie that you can go watch at home on DVD or Blu Ray, you know, for like twenty Great. bucks or whatever. So, it's pretty impressive. But Fred Savage sells it for me, man. Princess <laughs> that's Bride. So smart. But it's smart. Like I want to go. Nerd device. Well, I think right, like Deadpool.
2: They were smart because they made a movie that kids couldn't see or shouldn't see, and then they re released it as a movie that so all the kids want to see it. And now that I mean, both my both my daughters have more interest in seeing that movie. Than anything than, else? Than the other movies, yeah. Dang. So, like,
0: they really want to check it out. Are they at an age where you think it would be Ooh. okay for them, not even close? Well, at least the original ones. My daughters are...
2: I have a, I have a 10 and a 7-year-old, so...
0: Fair <laughs> enough. Not So, not even close to the realm of even seeing the PG-13 one, either. Well, I don't know about that. Like, I'm... I'm Considering? Yeah. It, well, it, it
2: depends... The type of language and stuff like that,
0: but and like I said, from the reports I've seen, only one F in the whole movie.
2: Oh, like Just it's it's they were smart to make a forbidden fruit for children because nothing nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd, you know. Like telling them they can't
0: see it. I like that. That's well said. Nothing attracts. That's really true. Yeah, crowd like a crowd. Damn. So I got to ask you guys. Totally, we're just gonna like sidecar this wrestling. Let's get into some wrestling talk. Do you watch any professional wrestling? Kinda. Uh,
1: not as much as John, but I do know some of the characters. My favorite is the Undertaker. Dude, you <laughs> could yeah. land a plane on that guy's forehead, man. It's just <laughs> Mark <laughs> Calloway is amazing, and he's Absolutely. so huge. Like, <laughs> wow!
0: I love that. That's where we started with is yeah. Undertaker. Uh, one of my favorite, like, strange memories of him was the WrestleMania 25 with Sean mm-hmm. when he was supposed to do the suicide dive over the top rope. And yeah. Homeboy, I can't remember one of the twins was supposed to catch him. They had one of those big guys out that was acting like a cameraman. Yeah. And he did not do his job Ooh. at all. Taker lands right on his neck and I'm like, He's dead. He's died. It, and he just gets right up like there's nothing. And I was like, His neck is made of steel. Yeah, that kinda like that was one of those
2: moments that made that one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Absolutely.
0: Hands down. That like Brock when he almost broke his neck. <laughs> Good neck break. You know? Just sets, a, sets the tone
1: for a memorable That was scary, match.
0: too. Absolutely.
1: Those guys really do uh, go at it with each other, too. Like, you know, they really throw each other around the ring. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's not like a it's not like a total act. Like, they actually put their bodies through a lot.
0: It ain't ballet, son. Yeah. Buddy, pal, <laughs> Man, whatever. I was watching, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I watched Bound for Glory this year. Oh, okay. How was it? Uh Actually really good. Like, I was shocked. I watched the whole entire card and was impressed throughout. They had a max co- a match with the OGs, which was like the original version of LAX, uh-huh. with the new version of LAX and a jungle death match where they literally removed every kind of padding from ringside. <laughs> it Like, the planks, they literally were wrestling on open planks that were moving and opening up. While oh, they, my was It was, Whoa, it was wow. the craziest, like... You think about like barbed wire death matches and stuff, sure. But you expose the ring in a way that if you slip through it, like your leg is going down and you're probably not having a pretty good time. Right. Like slipping through the cracks like that. And they and the like two seconds into the match, one board pops up and off and is not staying. So there is this big gaping hole in the ring and they're like trying to work around it. And I'm like, only in TNA. Yeah, only place they could let that happen. I've heard a lot of good stuff about what Impact has Impact has been doing lately. Don Callis is changing it over there. He has really changed the culture of Impact wrestling, and I think he's trying to get the name back. And And I and I just to briefly mention on the Bound for Glory card, it was like a solid four, you know, four star card. Wow, awesome. I mean, even including the fact that Austin Aries no sold and quit live on TV, it was amazing. <laughs> okay, so Johnny Impact hits his shooting star press for the finish, right? Or the, uh, what's he called that move? The, I can't think of what it's called. It had several different names, like into yeah, the world or. The Jefferson Starship or whatever the hell <laughs> it's called. I don't know. Uh, he hits it. One, two, three. Austin Aries stands up, walks out of the ring, flips off Don Callis, and leaves. No sells the match. Like, like, acts like he took no damage. And is he he back yet? No, he quit. He's done. He left Impact for good. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a pretty drastic thing. So that also kind of added to the whole bounce for Gloria Mystique. So they're playing, they're actually, like, doing the story right. Hopefully. Awesome. If they keep him off TV for a while, and they can find a smart way to pull him back in. It's not like when Punk beat
2: Cena and then a week li- and got fired, and a week later he was back. That was dumb. That was
0: about the dumbest thing ever. Very, very bad planning on their behalf. And then Punk was back in two weeks. God. <laughs> the best thing they did with Punk was Money in the Bank in Chicago.
2: Yeah, but remember, he was supposed to be gone, and then two weeks later they bring him back.
0: Yes! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right after Money in the Bank, right? Yeah, so
2: Cena got fired. The stipulation was Punk's leaving. Cena gets fired if he loses. They had that amazing, like, maybe one of the best matches in WWE in recent memory
0: in that Money in the Bank. Definitely in Cena's career. Oh, Cena and Punk were magic together. Surprisingly, but, like, oil and water typically don't go together. But for some reason, those two, their styles absolutely meshed beautifully.
2: And, yeah, so, like, they had that, and then Cena got fired, but he was back the next week. And Punk was supposed to be gone and quit the company, and he was back in two weeks. So, wait to get a draw down a little, little bit longer. He had, Punk was doing such a brilliant job. Like I remember on like I think it was Twitter, he was like posting pictures
0: with the championship in his refrigerator, he was going to like Comic Con and all the other holding stuff holding the title, saying he's the real champ. Yeah, not, oh. not just kayfabe at its finest. Yeah, back when it was good.
2: I miss I miss him, but. I'm not one of those people that would ever chant CM Punk at a match. He's okay. gone. He's, he, he's enjoying life,
0: man. God bless. Let him go. He's going to show up soon, sooner than we think. because you uh, think so? And, yeah, and I, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. I don't know how much you follow the, the being the elite now and if you've stayed on since the um, All In, but uh, they've teased they're going to have their own wrestling promotion. I've heard this. What are your thoughts? Awesome.
2: Yeah. Do it, man. More is better. I'll be honest with you. Um,. WWF is nigh unwatchable right now. It is, and from what I've been seeing, I I follow podcasts. I love keeping up with what's going on, but it has just gotten so bad. And I am welcome anybody that can pull them out of their funk because New Japan is so good. Oh, yeah. And NXT is so good. Absolutely. Like NXT might be the best it's ever been, and that's saying a lot because when Sami Zayn and Owens were down there and
0: well, it's not it's not any longer a developmental, I don't think. I don't think NXT should be looked at as you're in developmental. If you're in the performance center, you're in developmental. Right. When you're in NXT, you are in a brand that if you market yourself right and do it right, nothing can stop you.
2: I I don't want people to get called up. Like I'm happy for their paychecks,
0: but Lar- like, Lars Sullivan got called up and I was like, his career's over.
2: Oh, what, what are they going to do with Velveteen dream?
0: He is, he is so like, he's got to be intercontinental champ. I have just, to see him with that belt.
2: They just don't let them do what they do. like Oscar, I get it. She had to lose at some point, but my goodness, have they just butchered her? Bailey? Have they butchered her? Sasha Banks? Have they butchered her? They, they tried to kill Becky,
0: she but saved herself. She She's well,
2: money in and of herself.
0: Nia Jax really saved her. <laughs> Let's talk about the infamous punch that I don't know if you saw this in wrestling. No. So in the women's division, they've definitely been doing the best to trend up and make like women's wrestling amazing to watch. And I, I'm a fan of it. Absolutely. Uh, there was an invasion angle with SmackDown. Becky Lynch got legit potatoed, punched right in the nose and shattered her nose. So she's on TV with oh her gosh. nose just gushing, and she's just kicking ass, taking names. You know, wow. no holds barred, and it was so attitude era Austin, like Stone Cold yeah. Steve. Wow. Like it was unbelievable. It it made her. She's a made star now. <laughs> you know. So uh, the WrestleMania thirty five, they want Becky and Ronda to headline,
2: and Becky should win.
0: <laughs> yes, across the board to that, and she should unify the titles too. I don't know, about it depends if they're going to keep the brand thing going, um, as far as I'm concerned. like Oh, you know, and that might change, too, with the Fox deal. Yeah. I'm,
2: man, I'm curious about that Fox deal, just with how bad. <laughs> I heard the ratings are,
0: like, at an all-time low right now. Oh, for wrestling? For, for, ra- raw. for Raw. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. They had, like, a spike in ratings because the Roman Reigns thing. He announces he has to I heard about that. He what has is- to step away. That's, like, oh, shit, real news. But then... They kind of decided to do the real wrestling thing and capitalize on his sadness mm-hmm. and then did the heel turn on the shield the same night. So right. you get this, like... Again, it kind of feels Attitude Era, but then they don't follow up on anything. Well, isn't...
2: Brock's the champion again.
0: Yep, no title. Haven't seen it. Like, Should have gave the, it to Braun. The, this is the problem with
2: the modern mentality. And this is where, again, I think NXT... And even... Like New Japan goes like old school '80s era mentality, which is like you never see the champ, but the champ does. He's on the card all the time. He doesn't defend all the time, and when he does defend it, it's a big flipping deal. Brock never feels big because Brock never has, in my opinion, big matches, and neither does he ever feel like like we all knew Roman Reigns was going to beat him. That that was the end game, and but NXT does it. It's not the hot potato that it was in the Attitude Era, but there's, still, there's multiple stars in NXT. Ciampa is, is the champ, and he is amazing. Gargano with the heel turn. Gargano is a, vi- is a viable contender. You don't know if when Gargano is going to win. You don't know when Black is going to come back. You don't know if Velveteen is going to jump out and win. There is a, there's a variety. like You don't know what the end game is in NXT, so it makes it enjoyable to watch. Raw, we knew the end game was Roman Reigns. And because of that, if you know the ending, the journey is not as fun to get there. Because you knew Joe wasn't going to beat Lesnar. You knew Braun wasn't going to, because it's like, got to save it for Roman. And I think what happened, obviously it's a tragedy, so I don't want to speak ill of the man of Roman Reigns. But the character, I'm I'm, I'm speaking of the character. Totally. And the character was awful.
0: Oh, yeah. And and here's the weird thing. The character Roman Reigns is awful. However, when he returns... Easily the most over oh, that yeah. he will ever be. And it's, it's almost that, um, not Murphy's Law, I don't know what I'm looking for here, but it's just a kind of like a tragedy that his ability to be over like they wanted him to be is going to come from something actually affecting his life that could have taken his life. right. It's like they have to capitalize on this, like, realness of this guy to, like, bring the fans to him. But if they would have handled him differently, I think that he would be over a long time ago.
2: If he would have been heel, yeah, if they yeah. would have turned him heel. Or, again, just the best eras of wrestling are are summarized by the the multitude of stars, the diversity of stars, right? Um, the best eras to me were when it was like... You had Triple H. You had Kurt Angle. You had Benoit. You had Guerrero. You had Jericho. Jericho. Austin and The Rock. Like, all of these different people were coming, to the, the big show even, like, you didn't know who was going to win and who was, who they, like, they weren't, they didn't build it around one person. They built it around the roster. And now they have a better roster than they've ever had. And they.
0: Laser focus. Yeah. One guy. It's one. You have to be the. And I think that also get Roman be, over. Get Roman over. Get Roman over. And I think that whole ideology, unfortunately, came from Daniel Bryan. When they got him over with the "you're just a B team guy," mm-hmm. they created a. There has to be a man as the benchmark for WWE. Well, that was a that was a Cena thing. Well, also true. I mean, I, I do totally agree with that. But I think that it was really highlighted. That because they started using the authority angle and it became like um, now Randy Orton is the face of the WWE right, and right. then it was uh, God who won after Orton was it Cena I think actually probably one, again. one time again something like that like, they, they, they pass that thing around so much. Do you think that the universal title is dead?
2: I've never cared about that thing.
0: I almost did. Like, there's been a couple times where, like, if Samoa Joe would have won when he was, oh, it could have been awesome. I would have been all about it. Same thing with Braun Strowman winning if he would have won it. uh, The hell was that thing they just did recently? The Crown Jewel match, yeah, in Saudi Arabia.
2: That was the first one, right?
0: That was the one right no, after. I uh, refuse to
2: watch Crown Jewel. I, I will never watch that. I don't care. I didn't I didn't even hear spoilers about it because I don't want anything to do with that.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, it was not, um, just from a journalist's standpoint, it was not something I enjoyed watching because I felt like it was a show built to pander to an audience that isn't their actual market. And it looked like, this is what it looked like. Here comes the money, 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 yeah. money. That's all they cared about. And it... Baffles me genuinely that a U.S. entity went there after the situation that they did and put on an event like everything's cool, we're all friends.
2: There's things that are bigger than entertainment, exactly. That was one of them. So, I'm, I'm not going to get too political on it, but I, I appreciate that. I didn't watch it, I won't watch it, I don't care, I will never watch anything that goes on over there. Good, so Calabunga. I
0: love that you just went to Calabunga, that's great. Uh, but
2: no, I just, look, I, I, I sometimes I don't understand the concepts behind wrestling in that, you know, the whole thing with Brian was like, uh, he's not, he wasn't big enough and now, now he's the champion and, and man, is he doing an amazing job as the champion and like, I get that in real life, Brock Lesnar is the man, like he's legit, but this is entertainment and in comic books and in movies. The whole story is overcoming the big bad guy. And that's why I don't like that there's a stranglehold on with Lesnar on Raw. Or the stranglehold that, again, even though Reigns wasn't the champion, he had a stranglehold on the company. Everything revolved around him. He was the center. And that's not how things should be. There should be a multitude of people. And that's what makes compelling stories.
0: Absolutely. Uh, do you think that if say the elite do create their own company and it's been talked about that if that were the case they would be free to work other certain territories i feel like wwe is starting to kind of get on that train of working with people again almost old school territory basis especially from triple h's perspective you know doing like the nxt uk and trying to like branch out to those markets is there ever a point where a group like the elite can be almost omnipotent in wrestling and work every territory, including the big leagues, WWE, like what would it do for the just scenario placing here? The elite's not going anywhere. They're not leaving. They're going to do their own thing. They have independent contracts. Kenny Omega shows up in the Rumble. You can't tell me it's the most made moment in Rumble history. Well, it was kind of like, I
2: mean, they did that back in the 90s, didn't they? With like when, when Cornette was
0: running the NWA. And, yeah, they had and then like uh, even Heyman had stuff that he would do. With ECW, yeah. WCW or WWE, yeah. Absolutely. But does
2: WWE, would the WWE want to do that? Because the, the question I have is, I've heard about the whole UK thing, but I've also heard now they're starting to put implementation that their big name talent can't work other promotions.
0: You know, that was a rumor and a couple, I, th- I think that rumor spawns from the indie scene in the UK, people unhappy they're not getting a proper push and WWE saying some of their stars are locked into contracts where certain places, certain companies that WWE is affiliated with, these talents can't appear. But if they're not, they don't want them out on like ultra indie circuit working in gym shows because okay. what if they got hurt? I mean, you have to think about these people are now An trying investment. to build their careers. Right. And they're, inve- like you said, Triple H is investing in these athletes. It's not just a product at right. that point. So okay. it makes sense, but I don't think it's going to kill independent wrestling. It didn't kill independent wrestling in North America. Why would it do that in the UK? Right.
2: Oh, no, I, I, I'm all for it,
0: man. Same. I, mean, I just the more wrestling, the better.
2: Yeah, I... My whole thing is, I would be terrified of Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks going to WWE.
0: If they were in an exclusive contract, I totally agree with you.
2: That's true because yeah. they
0: would be washed out if they're allowed to be creatively themselves, much like how before the the Hardys uh, stopped doing the Broken Universe, or the <laughs> Woken Universe rather, which might come back. They're the kind of. Been... Did you see the Halloween special? No, I did not see the Halloween <sighs> special.
2: It is magnificent. Um, they Matt actually did a Halloween did, special? Yeah, basically like just like the old TNA-style ones. and it's oh. all, all I'll tell you is the Godfather is there, and he gets into the lake, and you can imagine who he comes back as.
0: The Godfather goes into the lake of reincarnation. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I'm looking that up as soon as we're done with between this Between that day. and the
2: Edge and Christian show, those are worth the price of the uh, admission
0: for the, the network. And uh, the Edge and Christian show just came back, right? God, it's so good. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. I'm a little bit behind. Um, actually, kind of a little bit behind in wrestling in general. Like I didn't, I didn't watch this week's SmackDown yet. But they're building towards this TLC tonight, or is it next week?
2: I think it's tonight.
0: Holy shit! Okay, well that's that tells you how far off the, off yeah. the beaten path I am. But like I know we've got the triple threat match: Oscar, uh, Becky, and Charlotte. I kind of think Oscar wins that match. Really? I think it's a shocking pull. You need to if okay. Listen, if the end game is Ronda Becky. And you're not going to unify the titles, Becky has to lose her title somehow.
2: I, I would I would argue my thought was it was either going to be Charlotte or Oscar win. Becky enters the rumble, wins, challenges Rhonda. like that would make sense. She's you
0: know? so and I also think that if Becky loses, she can't be involved in the decision. like if, if it's a they're going climbing the ladder going for the belt, it needs to come down to Oscar and Charlotte. Becky needs to be incapacitated or like. You know... Maybe uh,
2: maybe Ronda interferes. Hand-cofter. Or not Ronda, um, Naya.
0: Naya, somebody. Anything to throw off the thing. That way she says, I never actually lost my title. I'm still the man.
2: Well, that's the nice thing about a ladder match is she, no one ever loses the title. It's just somebody else wins it, you know, from a from a
0: storytelling structure. Like, it's not like anybody... It, no one gets pinned. Let me hand you this bread yeah. without you taking the bread from my hands. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. that match... AJ and Daniel Bryan have a rematch. That'll be money. Uh Uh-huh. That'll be money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan all the way, though. I think AJ wants to work a lighter schedule. He's trying to slow down a little bit. He is pushing 40. So, uh, like 44, I think, now. Wow. He's up there. I mean, he came into WWE three years ago, two years ago, three years ago. It's been three years. Wow. And he's been champ almost three-quarters of the time he's been here.
2: They've treated him right. He's one of the only people that I can argue that, like, they legitimately – now, if he was on Raw, I question how well he would be because he would have been sucked into the Roman Reigns black hole.
0: But he's been awesome. I think that uh, also when AJ takes a a, a leave of absence from wrestling, Samoa Joe is the obvious to fill that spot. Sweet. Sweet. Because Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan matches are money, as you said. I mean, some of the best matches in history were Bryan (laughs) Danielson versus Samoa Joe. ROH stuff, man. Uh, I don't know very many other matches on the card for TLC, honestly. Like, I'm doing a terrible job hosting a podcast about wrestling. No, no, that's a testament to how
2: bad WWE has done promoting the matches.
0: You're 100% right. I'm going to actually look up the TLC card real quick. Get a quick rundown here before we get down of here. Um, you like The Undertaker. Who else do you like? I'm just curious. Yeah. That I like wrestling? John Cena a lot. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Sorry, we
2: just I totally would like
1: to Dude, you guys were doing your thing. I was like, yeah, this is good.
2: Screw you, Cameron. We're talking.
0: We're getting into this. <laughs> um,
1: John Cena was uh, one of my favorites as well. Um, you liked
0: him way back in the uh, old school Cena era?
1: I just loved his energy. Like, he brought a certain type of energy that was magnetic. You know what I mean? Absolutely, um, Undertaker had presence. John Cena had energy, and that's kind of that's what drew me to him. Um, you know, so who is your favorite, John?
2: Well, like, I'm not gonna comment on your John Cena love because <laughs> this is a family show.
0: <laughs> I um, think John Cena's grown on me. It's really strange because I I loved him in the ruthless aggression era, like when he came up uh-huh. and he was. Uh, you know, Thug Life is the base of thugonomics and shit. It was when he did The Marine that I totally fell off. When he got shoved
2: down your throat. Exactly. And now that he's not shoved down your throat, you can appreciate him because he's not the center of the attention. But
0: that's not what did it for me. It was actually his promo work when he was working AJ, when he was working Roman, especially the promo work he did against Roman. It It changed my opinion of John Cena as a worker. And then now he's been away, like you said, and it does increase. And then to hear him on the circuits talking about Bumblebee saying, I want to come back as heel. Please. I'm even fine with him being a face. Again, to me, it was that he's not the center of attention. We need Hollywood Cena. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, I'd be dude, with dude, that no. too, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no. We totally do. Even with the, like, the handlebar mustache no, the, and everything. The,
2: the, the best was because the joke with Hogan was that he was Hulk Hogan, and he was claiming to be like the biggest Hollywood actor starring in like Thunder in Paradise 2. Oh,
0: <laughs> God. Santa with muscles. Yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to run the card real quick All for right. TLC. I've got it pulled up here. Apparently, the Mixed Match Challenge Finals is happening tonight at TLC. No, oh, they're doing that again. Cool. R-Truth and Carmella are in the finals. Weird teaming versus Gender and Alicia. That's a weird. Uh, they really <laughs> don't have anything to do with those guys, and they just said, here, throw them together. Uh, okay. Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton. Chairs match. Okay. Strictly chairs. Interesting to have that as a solo. Didn't realize stage. Ray was
2: back, but that's cool.
0: He's been back for um, actually since Crown Jewel. Yeah. Oh, okay. He came back at Crown Jewel. Shockingly, I dug.
2: I dug some of the stuff he was doing in Lucha Underground. So, like, yeah, he's, he's in the best shape of his life. Too. He, he really was really good. looking good there. So, um, you know what? Any high flyer versus Randy Orton makes a really interesting RKO. So oh yeah. I'm sure we'll see something very cool. I'm all
0: about that. Uh, Cruiserweight title match, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Buddy Murphy is champ. Second time he's defended against Cedric Alexander, it's kind of the same match. Yeah,
2: Buddy Murphy's really impressed me, though, um, just because, what was it, Murphy and – he was the tag team champs in NXT way back in the day.
0: Yeah, who was he? Um,
2: um, m- Murphy and – oh, my gosh. The other guy terrible.
0: that's not in the company
2: anymore, right? I mean, this is how he's, Alexa Bliss got kind of her start. Um, and they, they honestly, like, they weren't terrible, but they never really did. The fact that we can't remember the other guy's name tells you, like, their reign.
0: You know Dash and Dawson from the Revival. Yes. You know.
2: But Murphy is really impressed. I heard a lot of great things about him before he came to the WWE. And in NXT, I never really saw him, But I, I think he's done, from what I've seen of him on the main roster with 205, he's,
0: he's legit. He's awesome. Yeah, and then, like, they had a 205 live call-up to SmackDown this week. Uh, Mustafa Ali faced DB. Oh, you should watch that it. was incredible. I'm not going to say anything. You should just watch it. I will it. definitely it's, watch that one. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, Elias versus Bobby Lashley. Elias is one of my modern favorites in wrestling. Okay. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Honky Tonk Man, a little bit of The Rock. <laughs> Loving that. Kind of like, you know, two folds there, so uh ladder match though, Elias and Bobby.
2: I'm just pulling this one out of my my booty. Uh, I will go with Bobby Lashley because he is really big.
0: Yeah, he needs a win, but I don't think he deserves a win. Okay. Because I think uh, Elias is on this trend where he's lightning hot. Every time he starts the thing with the guitar, who wants to walk with Elias, everyone pops. So he's a face now. Huge face now. It's oh, crazy cool. how okay. they, in the dead of night, transitioned him. He was in some city and decided to play some like song that's like near and dear to this city's heart, and they just... Ate it up and bought in. Okay, and he's well, been getting full on cheers ever since. The last
2: thing I remember him doing was he he and Owens cut a promo in Seattle, and I have oh not my heard god about like it the, was uh, epic. The, the Sonics, the
0: Sonics leaving to go to Oklahoma City. It was great. It was amazing. And it, it was like one of the best crowd reactions. I was like, yeah, and then this is good wrestling right. Ko got hurt. And then now he's off. So they had to do something else with Elias. And it was smart because they put Leo Rush, which I'm not really. I think he was a 205 Live guy. Mm-hmm, right. They put him as the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. And he's just obnoxious. Okay. And Lashley is the worst heel. Like, I hate him even. I Like, I didn't think I could have disdain for Bobby Lashley more than I already did. Like, all the way back to his first run in the company, I've never liked him as a worker. Went to TNA, didn't like him as a worker. Comes back, still don't like him them putting Leo Rush with him makes me genuinely hate him on a level that I can't even express to you because it's so, ah, just leave already, you know? Okay. Like, I want MVP back, damn it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just, my first memory of Lashley was winning in that December dis, Dismember ECW pay-per-view back in the day.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: When they had the ECW. Was, Didn't he maybe, win the
0: title? Yes. At that December. That was,
2: like, the worst paper arguably the worst pay-per-view ever, and, Ugh. uh, yeah,
0: so okay. in that case, I'm going go go Elias. You're going to switch to Elias yes. on the face? It's probably pertinent to know who is facing heel in some of this. <laughs> exactly. Um, Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre in a match. No stipulation. McIntyre. Straight up match. It has to be McIntyre. They're driving him towards the universal title picture. They have done
2: everything they can. I, Finn Balor is another one of those guys. I didn't think it would be possible to not make him an epic superstar, and they have found a way. Him and Shinsuke, man. <laughs> Well, look, I love Shinsuke Nakamura, no, straight up, but Balor, much like, I wouldn't even say Bailey. I, I thought Bailey, you could mess up, but Balor is like wrestling nerds love him. The dude looks like a model. Like he's there he's is okay no one that at. would dislike Finn Balor. Like if there was anyone you could make into a billionaire, like billion dollar star, it's Finn Balor.
0: In the demon gimmick. It's crazy, too. I just read the other day he said that it's becoming because they haven't utilized the demon and haven't tried to make that a part of the focal point of his character. Well, he can only be it if he wins. So you, the True. fact he always loses means that he can't be the demon. Exactly. It, it kind of comes hand in hand. But uh, I just wonder, are they misutilizing the ability for him to turn into the demon and maybe use it like more? Like, they should push it more? He should... Regardless of the win loss, the okay. demon can lose is L- I guess. Let what me I'm ask to you this say. question.
2: Sure. Because I keep going back to this idea of like a people that you revolve the company around. Not just one guy, but a group. Who are those people? Because to me, you've got Balor is one of them. Mm-hmm. Reigns would have should have be one of them. Rollins should be one of them. Like who else do you think should be in that group of like competing constantly for the championship? DB,
0: champion? AJ, Joe, uh, Look at the main roster, and there are guys not getting pushes like, Drew, I mean, Drew McIntyre. Really. McIntyre. That's why I uh, say McIntyre is going to win because Dolph Ziggler is a great example of someone who's been totally misrepresented and right. utilized. Uh, I think that's kind of like the signature calling card for WWE in this era is getting it wrong. Right. Like, they've made some stars. Sure. We have some mega stars in this era, but they could have done this a whole lot better, I think. Right. And I think this is the. We're going to see this for a few more years, maybe two or three more years. And then when Vince finally gets out of the game for good, we will see this product come back out of the ashes. We will see some of these guys that I think are misrepresented now in the forefront. Your fins Samoa Joe is one. I can't express enough how much they need to put a title on him and right. have him just be Joe. Cause it's, it works every time, yeah. no matter where he goes, it works. Like he doesn't have to be a good guy. He never is a good guy. He doesn't pretend no. to be a good guy. It's just killer. He's just the Samoan submission machine. Yeah. And I, I was impressed with Samoa Joe all the way back in, uh, I remember in 2004, Brando, who started the network with me, uh, he's like, dude, I got this tape. It's TNA Bound for Glory. It was the first one. And I think it was AJ Joe. And I was just blown away at these guys. I bought tickets to a live event that was coming around like not too far after that and met both AJ and Samoa Joe, oh, nice. which was really cool. They're really nice fellas. Um, get back on this card here real quick. Sorry, no, it's okay. We we can totally tangent. I'm just trying to keep a little bit on the train. They also picked Drew McIntyre to win CBS Sports. Natalia versus the home girl. I have to say that Ruby Riot. Yeah, she is from Lafayette, Indiana. Heck yeah, uh, I did try to get her to Lafayette Con earlier this year. Did not work because they've got a pretty grueling schedule. So. Maybe if an uh, opportunity affords her some time off, awesome. she can do something. That'd be really cool to have her. Yes, come talk about that journey because that's got to be developmental. Then to NXT, then immediately pushed up to the main roster in the forefront, and she's killing it, dude. She is amazing. She's legit good, and she's a punk fan and loves the Misfits, so I'm a fan. Uh, Natalia versus Ruby Riot. I think Ruby does win this. Natalia. I think maybe deserves to win it, especially how they've been playing. Because the angle, the reason they're going at each other is because Ruby broke Natalia's dad's uh, sunglasses. It was a replica pair. Obviously, it wasn't the actual pair that he right. gave her, but Natalia who's, played it off like it was. Who's, who's been winning all the matches? Because it seems like Ruby's always losing. Ruby's been winning through shenanigans or making it to where Natalia yeah, isn't in on Natalia things. Natalia needs to win it. Yeah, she's been, Natalia's been getting jumped and stuff. She actually suffered what looked like a real injury, so this might be a good time for them to write her off off Okay. if that injury is legit. I couldn't tell if she was... She's a great worker. She can sell an injury, so I couldn't tell if... Ruby? She, uh, Natalia. Oh, Natalia's she, legit, she, too. She took a weird bump uh, through the ropes and landed okay. like on her shoulder-neck area, and I thought she... Maybe paralyzed herself. She went stiff, kind of. Oh. And then she was good. Finished the man and everything's cool. But it's like, if there was anything that actually happened from that that they need to take a look at, now's the time to use the Riot Squad, beat the hell out of her, shenanigans, get her off TV, and and healing. Uh, SmackDown tag team titles in a... That's a badass match. Okay. I'm actually really excited now. Uh, The Bar versus The Usos versus The New Day. For the tag titles. That'll be an awesome
2: match. I got to admit, though, I think the last time I was really watching six months ago, weren't they all in the same, like, aren't they the three people? It's like the three teams of SmackDown.
0: Kind of, yeah. And they've been kind of exchanging the titles, passing right. it around or whatever. The only difference is the bar has the big show now. Okay. The show came back and is like they're like, full-blown heel status. So. Okay. Um, I like the, all three teams. So the Usos and the new day have kind of got this like mutual working respect now. Cause they've been back and forth so often. So you've got like two quasi face teams and then one heel team, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a straight up TLC match. If Braun wins, he becomes the uh, raw general manager. Braun becomes the general manager. Baron comes, oh. becomes general manager, but, Braun wins, I think he gets a shot at the title again. Okay. Something like that. Braun
2: Strowman will win that match.
0: I hope. I don't think so, though. I think they're going to go with Baron Corbin. Because they're going to try to push the Baron Corbin angle with Kurt Angle when they bring Kurt back. Because he'll be like, I I shouldn't lose my job. What the heck? Okay. I'm not sure, though. Because, again... Raw has been really bad. Like that's <laughs> like I said. I'm that's this is I'm probably at. the
2: worst prediction
0: show ever. Just because I'm like I don't know what's the, I, okay. whose face? Who's heel? These last couple are okay. We got Seth versus Dean Ambrose for the IC title. That'll be cool. Dean Ambrose wins. Yeah, has
2: he been? Has he been a good heel?
0: Oh man, he's vicious. His heel turn was brutal. Couple, coupled with, I loved me some John Moxley back in the day. Oh I just man, didn't know with if they John would Marley! let him? Yeah. yeah. Dude, Johnny Moxley, when he did that thing where he, it was at like uh, Access WrestleMania 29, and he just went up to Mick Foley and started just straight up shit-talking him, trying to start a feud with Mick Foley just out of nowhere. Dude dude took a Sawzall to the head. Did he really? (laughs) Yeah, there's like some death matches he was in that are epic. I did not know that he (laughs) took a Sawzall to the head, though. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so who do you got winning this? if my understanding is dean's a pretty fresh heel so like he should he should take it that way the heat builds on him yeah keep that star rising ronda rousey champ versus nia Jax. ronda rousey easy that's no question you're not going to give nia Jax a streak defeater doesn't make any sense way to reward
2: her for punching becky in the face
0: or that uh we already said daniel bryan versus aj uh don't I, even care i just it'll be i just i, I want to watch that match barn burner of a match yeah absolutely just let them go and then the triple threat match for the smackdown women's championship is the last match that it says we discussed that one yeah and uh i think oscar you said charlotte probably though they just seem to really like charlotte and I like, I mean, look, look, I like Charlotte. She's awesome. So amazing worker. Totally. Uh, I just think Oscar needs to be a little bit more validated. And I think now if you're going to do it, is the time, if not, she's going to get lost in the shuffle again. Charlotte's going to take it
2: before. Like when she came to the main roster, Oscar was my favorite wrestler, not women's wrestler,
0: my favorite wrestler, wrestler. Yeah.
2: Like she was, she was that Brock Lesnar level of like, I'm actually afraid of this woman.
0: And they broke, the, they broke it and with Charlotte, and then she's like lost in tag matches and stuff now. I'm just like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're yeah. just screwing this all up. I'm excited to see what happens with TLC. There'll be a review on episode 11 of Journey into Wrestling. I'm not really sure what I'm going to say about that because we haven't seen it, but I am looking forward to TLC. Uh, is there anything else wrestling-related we want to dive into before we uh, get out of here? Cameron. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you watch John you got so much Cena just wait. No. Did you watch John Cena versus Undertaker? Say what? Did you watch John Cena versus Undertaker? I did not. No. Last year's WrestleMania. <laughs> your two favorite guys, and you didn't watch it? No, dude. You're dropping the ball.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> it's okay.
0: I appreciate you trying, like, dude. Yeah. I
1: mean, I was in with the comics, but wrestling's more your guys' area. <sighs>
0: Level of expertise.
1: Comics. But I appreciate you having me on here, man. Dude, man, it's been <laughs> great. We're not gonna. We're not gonna this lose this one. Couch has been comfy. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you've uh, been locked into the couch. <laughs> couch locked.
0: Thank you for not bringing chips on it, eating them into the microphone. Oh, dude. Like, no, I'm enjoying no this podcast. Let me jam these chips. Crunch, mm. crunch, crunch. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so tasty. Um, but thank you guys so much for coming back to Journey into Wrestling and Journey into Comics and the network. We really appreciate having you guys on. It's always a blast to talk to you. It's great having you back. We won't lose this episode this time, I promise. You <laughs> guys will be hearing this one. <laughs> Actually, this coming Wednesday for us, it'll be released this coming Wednesday. Uh, but thank you guys so much. You guys can check out the Journey into Comics Network with Journey into Wrestling at journeyintocomics.com, iTunes, Podbean. You guys know where to get us. Uh, Patreon and all that. John Tyler Christopher, Mr. Cameron Cotterman, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. For thank you. This has been Journey into Wrestling, Season 3, Episode 10. I've been Nate. Later. Woo-hoo. Bye. Peace.